Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Twitch Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. I'm feeling like um, I'm feeling like Lou Brown in uh, I'm feeling like Lou Brown in Major League, the first one, when they just can't beat the Yankees, and he's sitting in his office and saying, "One of these days, we're gonna figure out how to beat them guys." You know the the uh, the Flyers. You know. They picked up some points previously against uh, against Boston, and that was cool, but it's it's not enough now. This is a team you're going to be battling with, obviously, for most of the season for the top spot in the division. They are a, a big rival, and they just have to, uh, they have to figure out how to beat this team. They've had third-period leads in back-to-back games, and now they have, you know, one point out of four in the two games, and that's just not good enough. Um, I thought, as as bad as the losses are like the last two games I've been maybe the most happy with the way they've played through 60 minutes which I mean Boston's good don't get me wrong but when you play well you need to come away with points it's very annoying to think how poorly they were playing against other teams and uh and you know winning winning in regulation winning somewhat big in a lot of the games and now they're coming away with absolutely nothing tonight. You know, they have the one nothing lead. They get that uh, gift power play thanks to just an ugly cheap shot uh, that honestly I thought should have been an ejection. Um, a, a second gloved punch by the Bruins in the same game. I don't know. I remember Wayne Simmons getting a match penalty for that. There was talk he was going to get suspended for punching Ryan McDonough uh, in the face with a glove on. But apparently... Uh, the rules don't apply the same to everybody. Uh, Boston just kind of, I wouldn't say physically took it to him, but has been has taken liberties, especially tonight. Poorly officiated game, but not why the Flyers lost. Flyers lost because they don't put enough pucks on net and they don't create enough quality chances. Now, yes, they, they, they have created quite a bit of shot quality in terms of ratio shots to shot quality, but... They're just not cre- a, a goalie like Tuka Rask. You're gonna just need volume. You need to pepper him, and they just I don't think did that well enough tonight. Um, veterans continuing to play well, like what I'm seeing out a lot of the uh, the the big guys, the high paid guys. Uh, I thought the Proverov of Gostas Bear pair had a good bounce back night. Man, really waiting on something from Travis Konechny since that benching. Um, I don't have the box score in front of me. Let's give that a look real quick. But on a night where Brad Marchand has the uh, the big goal, um, I'm thinking maybe the guy that we were all told is, uh, oh, he's like a, a Marchand light, would maybe have an impact on the game a little bit here in Travis Konechny. But uh, let me see if I can bring up this box score real quick on my phone. I don't have it connected to the Wi-Fi. Let's give it a look here. Give me the flyer side. Travis Konechny. Two penalty minutes, one shot on goal. 13.54 time on ice. So Travis Konechny really not seeing not seeing a ton of ice time. He is not being played like a... Uh, he's not being played the way he's paid. Let's put it that way. I mean, it was a good... It's, he signed to a good contract, and I think he's a good player. But Travis Konechny, the last... Since the benching, since the game before the benching, really, um, 
coming up very small. It's a one shot on goal. Like I couldn't even tell you when it was. Don't remember it. Uh, it's they need more complete efforts out of those next tier guys. Uh, you know, top tier guys need to score more. You can't just have one goal. And it can't come one minute into the third. That can't be your only goal of the game. You were not going to win this game one nothing. But shit, man, the uh, the the depth of this team, which was supposed to be the strength, I, I didn't want to include Travis Konechny in the depth. I thought he was one of their you know couple of best forwards. Uh, but he, Nolan Patrick, Oscar Lindblom. Need more out of him. Just absolutely need more out of him. How fucking nice would it have been if Joel Farabee buries that, uh, if Farabee buries that penalty shot? That one hurt. Uh, didn't make a move. They pointed out on the broadcast. Just kind of, uh, my buddy, you'll get a kick out of this. Frankie, I know you're listening. He pulled the Frankie special. He looked five hole. Shot five hole. It works in men's league because the goalie thinks you're trying to trick him. Uh, probably not going to work against Tuka Rask, and it didn't. I don't have a ton on this one. Like I said, I'm not disappointed in the way they played. I'm just, like, overall, like the overall effort, the, um, the product they put out on the ice. Could have been more exciting. They could have put more shots on net. But I, I think the way they played the last two games has been an improvement uh, overall. But you got to come through in bigger situations than they have uh, these last couple nights. You can't blow third-period leads. Um, it's especially against, like, man, this is Boston. It's going to be you and them for the division. Uh, I'm going to want home ice in the playoffs. You know, I'm going to want these things. You're not going to run into them in the first round, probably, but you're going to have to see them in the second round of the playoffs. So I got to figure out a way to beat this team. I didn't think... Boston was, like, better than the Flyers, but right now they're winning and the Flyers aren't, so they you have to call them better. That's it. You can be as good as another team on paper all you want. Have to get the job done. All right, let's get to all your comments. This team needs to shoot. Absolutely they do. Uh, just get a few more off, man. And I get, like, you know, you look at the big numbers they put up to start this season. You look at some of the ways they've scored goals, and you think, well, I don't want to change too much about what they do offensively because it can and will work sometimes. But imagine if they mixed in, like, just letting it rip every now and then, too. Like, just get—you know what they'll never get? That luckiest second goal that Boston got because they never just let it rip. Boston won this game on a lucky fucking shot that the Flyers would never take— because they never take that shot. And it, it like it's it, it can be infuriating when you look at it that way, honestly. I hadn't even thought about it that way until just now. And now I'm more mad than I was when I started the show. And usually it goes the other way. I calm myself down as the show starts or as the show progresses. But now I'm more mad. <laughs> now let's I, I'm all the way like down in the comments, so I have to scroll up to see the old ones. Let's uh if I didn't hate the Bruins uh, much before they joined our division, I sure as fuck hate them now. Yeah, how nice was it to see a fight, though? Uh, our boy Knack Truck, he sure uh, he sure tried in that one. I give him credit for dropping the gloves. Flyers' first fight of the season. Give him credit for staying on his feet. Uh, but he ate a couple on that one. That was, uh, you know, anyone who's ever been in a fight knows... Sometimes you lose. That's Not everyone wins every fight. Like, Wayne Simmons has lost fights before. Not a ton. How nice was that Simmons fight last night? Just hammering Jordy Bed, and that was cool to see. Uh, but, yeah, um, it, there's, definitely some, uh, there's definitely some bad blood between these teams, and I'm really enjoying it. This is, this is the Flyers' first rematch opponent. It's the first uh, opponent they've seen, like, in, in multiple series now. So I'm hoping this carries over to the... Uh, to some of the other ones as well. Also looking forward to seeing the Caps for the first time, but these rematches, I think, could could provide us some fun hockey. Maybe a little more fun in terms of outcome than what we've seen against the Bruins, but it's cool really, really hating a fucking team like I do Boston right now. Like, it feels good. feels like sports are supposed to feel, you know, awful. <laughs> sports, baby. You know what? I don't even like hockey or sports. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, man, sometimes. I hope no one has any grand illusions of this team going anywhere this year, not without some additions. I mean, yes, they need additions, but okay, so they they can't beat Boston. I never thought they were in an elite tier, but the elite team rarely wins. It's never that team. Like, 
Colorado, I mean, Colorado now is out with COVID, but like all the good teams have lost to bad teams. Like it's happened. Montreal lost to Ottawa last night. Like shit happens sometimes. I'm not, this isn't, I don't think a, this isn't an indictment of what their season's going to be. It's just a string of games against a team that they're having trouble with. What would they go three one and zero against Boston last year? Were they better than Boston last year? I don't think they were. Uh, I think they're better this year than they were last year. But they beat Boston, so like, I, I, I this to me is an indictment of this team because I've I expect this team to progress as the season moves along. I always thought this first. I didn't think this first month was going to be a struggle uh, in terms of the on ice play, but I thought it was going to be more of a struggle. In terms of record, and that hasn't been the case, but the um, you know they they have some catching up to do with their own ice play. Not everyone's on the same page right now, but I expect it to get better. I don't think these these games are an indictment of the team because I like the way they played overall uh, in these two games against Boston. Here, I thought they played pretty damn well. I thought these were two of their better beginning to end efforts. And you know, obviously last game the first period was dreadful, but then they cleaned it up and played really well up until they started, you know, the parade to the penalty box late in the third. And tonight like what are you going to do? A lucky fucking goal goes in. What are you going to do? Shoot and score more. So that goal, you know, makes it 4-2 instead of 2-1, but you know, I'm not, it's not a worry about the overall season outcome because of this. It's just kind of fucking annoying because it was another blown lead. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. I'm tired of the Flyers getting hit in the head and nothing coming from it, not from the league and not from the team. That's the, I think they have to start taking matters into their own hands. I mean... Like I said, a couple of gloved punches to the face, to the back of the head tonight. I don't know about you, but when I think of intent to injure, when I've, whenever I've wound up and closed fist punched somebody in the back of their head, my intent was to injure them. So I don't know. It seems like to meet the criteria of a match penalty, of an ejection, but if, if, if the league isn't going to... Uh, if the league and the officials aren't going to protect the Flyers, the Flyers have to retaliate. That's all there is to it. And I don't want to hear, like, there's plenty of argument to be made for just take the power play, score the goal, and hey, that's how they scored their goal tonight was because of one of those stupid fucking Boston penalties. But can't have your players getting punched in the back of the head. I don't think it's a deterrent, but, well, if you're going to punch us in the back of the head, we're going to punch you in the back of the head. Like, Samuel Moran, go get him, kid. Fuck somebody up, I guess. League could have had it a different way. They chose not to. Kind of shocked Farabee didn't try to pass during his penalty shot. I, you know, whenever someone goes five hole um, and doesn't score, it looks bad because it's, you know, the goalie just goes down, makes the save. It doesn't look like it took a ton of effort. Um, But your point is well taken. This team does not shoot enough whatsoever. What factors do you think is attributing to this horrendous lack of shots slash creating space for themselves to get shots? I think it's the desire to create more space um, rather than just saying, I'm going to let it go and they're going to have to defend me as a shooter. Uh, it's it's I think it's their desire to create space for themselves that kind of takes the space away. They they want to make that extra pass. They want to get those tap-in goals, and they're pretty damn good at it. Like, they're still scoring at a good clip this season, but um, just mix in a fucking just let one rip every now and then. Like, has Joel Farabee taught us nothing with his goals this season? Sometimes you just got to let him go and see where it goes. And, like, if Giroux could just hit the net with that slap shot, once a game, once every two games, once a week. 
like, I love G. He's going to end up being, like, my favorite hockey player ever by the time his career's over. But, bro, hit the fucking net once in a while with that thing. I know you can do it. I've seen it. Like, you used to be really good at it. Your one-timer was, like, an underrated weapon for you. Hit the goddamn net every now and then. Why do people keep going after Oscar? Uh, need to see some happy Gilmore on anyone. Need to see someone happy Gilmoreing on anyone who hurts him. Hey, man, like they said, there's a... There's no... There's no sympathy in this game. They're going to go after Oscar because if he's looking soft out there, they're going to hit him, and they're hitting all the Flyers. Uh, but he looks tentative. That's the that's what I would say about Oscar Lindblom right now. He doesn't look like the straight line, knows where to go, is going to make the right play Oscar Lindblom that we came to know and love. He looks tentative, and when you look tentative, you are a target. Um, I think, like, I thought the hit tonight wasn't dirty. Uh, the the one they showed that maybe I thought that was a fine hit, but like you know the cross checks he was taking last week and things though that's taking it to an extreme, but that's what happens when you're tentative out there. They're gonna try to push you. They're gonna see how far they can push you. Pass first, shoot never. It's they. It's a team of Ben Simmons. It's it's nothing but Ben Simmons out there running around, <laughs> making every great pass. And they're not even passing all that well this year, but, like, they can make every play. They just choose not to make the the easiest one, like, a lot of the time. Just fucking shoot. Like, you know that kid who's out there in men's league who, if you pass him the puck, you already know I'm getting back on V because this is either going in the net or it's coming all the way around the other way, like Jeff Carter style. They need that guy. They need someone to step up and be that guy. I thought at one point Travis Konechny was going to be that type of player uh, who just let it rip, let the cards fall where they may. And he's a decent play- decent enough playmaker, don't get me wrong. But maybe maybe it's Farabee. Maybe it's Farabee who's a guy who will just let it rip. They just need someone who will do it to keep defenses honest. Who would even defend them? Like, you're defending a two-on-one against the Flyers. You're you, random listener, random Twitch viewer, whoever. You're defending a two-on-one against the Flyers. What are you taking away? I'm not I'm not defending the shot a little bit. I'm going to go and stand next to the other guy. I, whoever has the puck, you know what I'm going to do? Leave him to, his, to himself. Go ahead and deke my goalie. I dare you. I would go and stand next to the other attacking forward. Just be like, well, now I know you're not going to do the thing you want to do. Like, it's It's unbelievable. I expect they would split the two games. Both games were extremely winnable. Disappointing. No, disappointing is the right word. Disappointing is the absolute right word because they were winnable, 100%. If if they just come out and lose 6-1, you go, okay, Boston's in a different class. But that's not the case. (laughs) Watching these games, these last two games against Boston, they can beat this team. They just can't finish it, and that's the disappointing, frustrating part about it. JVR was really good, in a groove. Yeah, I talked about JVR in the last postgame quite a bit. Um, Man, at 31 years old, he's becoming so much more of a complete player than I ever thought he was. And I liked the signing when they brought him back, uh, just as a guy who was going to score you 25, 30 goals, and, you know, two-thirds of them are on the power play. I thought that was fine. I thought that's who he is. Goals are good. You have to pay for production. So be it. And then last year, like, he didn't score enough. The puck just didn't go in for him. But I started to see, like, little details in his game that I didn't think were there before. He's, he's a better passer than you think. I thought he, was, uh, he made some good physical plays tonight. He made some good forechecking plays tonight. The high-in-the-zone forecheck. When the Flyers really were feasting last year, they forced so many turnovers... Um, at their offensive blue line that resulted in second-chance rushes. And I thought JVR was really good in that regard tonight. Someone else I thought has been good. Basically, ever since I voiced um, ever since I voiced a little bit of disappointment in him is Travis Sanheim. A couple games in a row now, I just thought Travis Sanheim was everywhere with a stick. 
uh, using his size well. Like, he'll never be the most physical player, but if he uses his size and what he has, like, positioning-wise and um, reach-wise and everything, and I, I just thought Sanheim was everywhere tonight. Uh, breaking up plays. I, I thought he's been pretty good for the last week or so, even without Phil Myers. Does AV punish players for shooting the puck? I Sometimes I think um, like there's a shortage of pucks at Voorhees, and so they're told not to bruise the pucks. That's, they don't want to shoot too, because even when this team shoots, other than ghosts, does anyone ever really lay into one? G, who I just talked about, who never hits the net, uh, maybe maybe they're they're under a strict please do not break the glass policy or something. I don't know. I even when they do shoot, it feels like nobody ever just lays into one, uh, except for G and Ghost, who you know have their issues just getting the puck in the general vicinity of the goaltender. I love how it's fun to tease fans who yell shoot, but there is no way people following this team aren't thinking shoot the fucking puck. Well, the people who get made fun of for yelling shoot are the ones who, like, you know, Kimo Timonen has the puck at the blue line. There is a dude standing directly in front of him. Like, if he shoots, it's a breakaway, the, it's a block shot, breakaway the other way, and they're yelling shoot. Like, those are the people who get made fun of for yelling shoot. And, like... I love to, if I've had a few beverages at a game, um, maybe it's a game that's not going so well for the Flyers, and I have a couple of those types of shoot people in my section, I used to love every time the Flyers touched the puck, I would yell shoot. Like, goalie plays it behind the net, shoot! Oh, in case anyone's wondering, my beer tonight is by uh, Industrial Arts Brewing Company. It's called Wrench Northeast India Pale Ale. I think this is great. I've had it once before. Um, gave it a high grade on Untapped. Saw it at the liquor store today and was like, "Yep, taking that." It's um, it's like a floral, not a sweet, but kind of a floral IPA. So it's still kind of full. Uh, I, I dig it a lot. They are playing afraid of the puck. I think they're afraid to bruise the puck. <laughs> Uh, Ghost looked terrific defensively for the most part tonight. Yeah, I thought he and Provorov had had tremendous uh, bounce-back game defensively. Um, you know, when Ghost makes mistakes, they are incredibly noticeable because of the type of player he is. And you credit him with all the turnovers because his turnovers are the type of turnovers that coaches hate. Like, when you just flip a puck, you know, to the other team... It's not a turn. Like, you just flip it out of the zone. You're delaying the inevitable. You gave up, you had possession of the puck, and you gave it up. But it's not a turnover, even though you're just delaying the inevitable. You just fire the puck down and ice it. It's not a turnover, there, even though you had possession of the puck and now have to win a battle to get it back. Ghost's mistakes are incredibly noticeable because of the type of player he is, but so far, so good. Yes, last game horrific with the puck on his stick. He just, I said, it looked like he just wanted to sit down because he knew every time he touched the puck, it was just not, it, like, it just wasn't cooperating. He was fighting it. He just couldn't do the right thing. But tonight, I thought he, I thought he bounced back well. Still waiting for him, uh, I guess his second or third game when he created a couple of goals. So it was when he had the assist on the Lawton winner in overtime and uh, early in the game, he had an awesome pinch. Didn't end up getting an assist, but had an awesome pinch to set up a goal. Um, I want to see a little bit more of that. I, I know he's trying to stay in the lineup, be solid, be smart. Doesn't want to have a game like he had last game where it just looks like a fucking disaster. But I would just like to see a little bit more, uh, just a little bit more of that explosiveness out of Ghost. And I think he'll get there. I think he'll get there. I think it's a... He's got to earn the coach's trust. He's got to, um, he's got to like make those deposits in the trust bank, you know, before he can start making some withdrawals. I think is, uh, I hope. ETA on Coots. Last we heard, it was seven to ten days. I'm guessing it's like another week, but we've talked about this. Boston is the team they most, especially in this division, um, 
but it's like the most noticeable Coots is missing. And I, I've said this like every post game since he's been hurt. There's no replacing Sean Couture in your lineup. You lose your 1C, that's real tough to replace. But you can get by with the depth this team has against most other teams when you have a Bergeron, Pasta, Marchand line. You need that guy who makes play go the other way that Sean Couturier is. I looked up the numbers. Like, last year, Sean Couturier owned the Bergeron line. Like, him him against Bergeron, he killed him. Expected goals, Corsi 4, like, he... And, like, the total score was, like, 2-1 Couturier at 5-on-5. Five five. Like, they only outscored him by one. Um, but still just dominated him in every other aspect. And if you can just nullify that line... This team's depth should be able to win, like, the other two-thirds of the game, you know? that's it, You're just missing that one piece. And, again, not going to use the Couturier thing as an excuse, but I do think it is a different story against this team specifically uh, with and without Couturier. I think Lawton has been a big liability lately. Is it time to bench him? I think he does some good and does some bad. Like, I personally just kind of like him, and I don't want to take him out of the lineup. But more than that, I don't want to take him out of the lineup because who's going in? Like, yeah, he needs to be smarter. He needs to stay out of the box. He needs to manage the puck better. But who can't we say that about right now? You know, who can't we say that? JVR? <laughs> Is JVR now our, our shining, like, you need to play like fucking James Van Riemsdyk? My God, is that where we are? We're only 12 games into this season, and that's what we're... Uh, this is going to be. This is going to be the longest 56-game season ever. 0-4 with three coughed-up leads. Not good for team confidence when you have to play them four more times and probably meet in the playoffs. Yeah, um... Yeah, it's this is an issue matchup, but it's not like like last year with the Islanders. I just thought they can't beat this fucking team. Whatever it is, the Islanders just have their number. When I watch them against Boston, it's like one or two little things. And I again, I think it's a much different short story with Sean Couturier. Again, they were without uh, Phil Myers tonight. That hurts your defensive depth. They played pretty well defensively tonight. Like. Brian Elliott was kept fairly clean for a lot of the night until the Marshan goal, really. Um, but it's... My main thing with blaming and hope, okay, when he comes back, we'll be good. Like, Couturier is a different story because the lineup is kind of built with the idea, well, Sean Couturier, regardless of who his wingers are, goes out up against other first-line centers and wins his matchup pretty much every night, regardless of opponent. Um, and then the depth, you're able to spread out the depth of the team, you're able to spread out the talent throughout the other lines, and it really works. That said, my problem with blaming injuries is you're never going to be healthy. Like, you're always going to be miss. It's always... Like, it was two games in that they lost Couturier, and then Phil Myers, and then Myers comes back, and then he's out again... You know, Shane Gostaspare is saying in camp, this is the healthiest I've been, you know, in two, three years. Of course, different circumstances, but then he's on the COVID protocol list. Like, you're never going to be healthy. But Sean Couturier is the exception for this team because they're kind of set up around him. That's It's him and Provorov and Hart. That's how they're built. Obviously, Giroux, Voracek, all these guys are a major part. But the way the team is built and how they're going to win games is based on, well, man, if, if Lindblom and Farabee are the wingers for, uh, for Couturier, look at all this depth we have on our other lines. My God, we're going to win every second and third line matchup. And, you know, it hasn't worked out that way because you lost Couturier, uh, you know, freaking 42 minutes into the season or whatever the hell it was. Flyers took one far out shot all night. And I don't want to get back to the um I don't want to get back to the days of low to high Dave Hackstall. The only offense they generate comes from the point. Like don't want that because goals are scored in and around the net. That said, when you get in and around the net, shoot. Please just shoot. 
Like, and every now and then, if it's a two-on-one and the other guy's on the other side of the ice and it's a long pass and the defender has position, rip a slap shot. An offensive zone face-off isn't the worst thing in the world. Like, it's not bad to have an offensive zone face-off. They can, in fact, be good. Will the Flyers have a sniper in my lifetime? I mean, what's a sniper? What really is a sniper? Like... In our like, since the lockout, has there been more than one sniper? You know, I guess Austin Matthews is in that territory now. Like, I don't think I'd call like Drysital or McD- or McDavid snipers. They're just awesome hockey players who score in a variety of ways. Like goals are goals. Um, Farabee looks like he's got one hell of a shot. He looks like he can beat goalies with a shot. He has this season. You know. Here's the thing about snipers. They're all going to be super inconsistent. And the ones who are consistent are named like Alex Ovechkin, and you can't get them because the team that has them will never give them up, and they cost like $12 million a year. I think it's worth going and paying it if you can get a legit 50-goal guy, but how many players have scored 50 goals in the last 10 years? Like, take out Ovechkin. Is it like Stamkos and that's it? Like... There's only so many of those guys. Someone please destroy Marshan. Yeah, like, and that's, it's kind of making it fun. Like, he scores the goal and goes by the bench and has something to say. Like, obviously, I don't want him to get that opportunity. But I like that he did. I hope that that pissed them the fuck off. And I hope the next time they play, someone's like, I got his number. I'm going to take him on. Like, I really hope that's the case. I get Elliott gave up a soft one, but the goaltending isn't the Flyers' issue through 12 games. Shoot the puck, take the body, possess the puck, figure out the breakout, stop turning the puck over at center ice. Oh, yeah, I'm, that goal tonight, it, was, it fucking sucked, but... That, yeah, you're exactly right. Goaltending is not the problem, and goaltending really came up big for them in spots tonight. Now, they didn't allow a ton of shots, and that's a good sign. The way they've played defensively over the last couple nights is a pretty good sign. Uh, but, yeah, they I mean, shooting the puck is, is paramount at this point. Uh, it, it doesn't, like, yes, turning it over on the breakout attempts, they've seemed to clean that up at least a little bit. Um, you still need to be better with it. Ideally, you would never turn the puck over. That would be swell. Uh, but at this point shoot the goddamn puck like that's the i keep saying they're scoring at a pretty good clip still they could score a tremendous amount of goals if they just shot a little bit more like you know you get the lucky bounces plus the pretty plays imagine that if this was like a four goal a game team and like that's a very high number i'm just saying they have the depth and they have everything else to make it happen it seems like a mindset get there Thank God Tarion finally took Provorov power play one. Only took more than a year. Yeah, I love Ivan Provorov, but that's just not his thing. Uh, he and yeah, thank Gustafson goes up there, they score. Like I don't think it's a um, and like yeah, good setup from G. JVR gets the good tip, but and especially you know Gustafson hasn't uh, exactly blown everybody away um, to start this season. But if he's going to be in your lineup, and he's going to be the liability that he is defensively, then you have to maximize what you get out of him. And I don't see how you do that without putting him in that position on the power play. Um, he seems a little more under control than Ghost in that spot. Uh, you know, like I've said, love Ghost on the power play, but he misses the net way too much. Gus seems to just have that area under control, and we know... like. At least once a game, Provorov's fumble on a puck out of the zone on the power play. I love the guy. I think he's going to be a really, really great player one day. And he's already on his way to that. And he does a lot of things better than anyone else on the team. But the power play is not something he should be a part of, like, at all. I get that, like, Sanheim hasn't really earned it. Ghost is just figuring his way back into the lineup. But with Gus tonight, you know, he gets the shot off, JVR gets the tip, gets the goal. If you're going to have Gustafson in the lineup, get the most out of him. 
because you won't get the most out of him. Like, uh, he's just a defensive liability if he's not on that top power play unit. I think he needs to stay there for the time until he plays his way off of it. If he plays himself out of the lineup entirely, all right, then we figure something else out. Provy gets it back. Ghost goes back in there. Maybe you try Sanheim, but until he plays himself out of the lineup, I think it has to be Gustafson. Dear President Biden, please ban sports. Sincerely, Philly sports fans. I think he's working on that. I think it's going to be an executive order. AV says, heart is okay, just precautionary, should practice tomorrow. Yeah, it was just back spasms, right? Like, it's just, you know... You have the you have the you have Alex Lyon. Elliot was getting the start tonight, regardless. Um, you know, if Elliot needs to come out of the game, it's probably fucking over anyway. Uh, I got no problems with that. Uh, I got no problems with the precaution. He's having back spasm. What are you gonna have him sit on the bench for? Like make them worse? Yeah, just and hopefully that's it. And really was precautionary. And Carter Hart can get back to being Carter Hart. Um, Elliot's been good. Like, that goal tonight sucked. It absolutely sucked. But he's been pretty freaking good for them so far. It's a damn good team. They just are not playing smart. Uh, and for some reason, when some guys play really well, the rest of the team falls short. Go figure. Philly. And, well, that's... I mean, the whole point of depth is, like, not everyone has it every night. The Flyers have the depth to overcome that, and they have for the most part this year, whether it's a goaltender, whether it's a deep pair or two. For the most part, they've been able to overcome uh, not everyone having it most nights, and that's the plus of this team. The minus is, especially without Couturier, they just don't have that one guy. And, like, Couturier isn't that one guy. Like, Pasta's that one guy, or McDavid's that one guy, or Matthews is that one guy. But nullifying the other teams, that one guy, is a pretty big job. And that's what Couturier does best. And he puts up a decent amount of points himself now. Um, they miss him. They just miss him. Don't even remember what my point was, but they miss him. At some point, though, don't you have to stop looking for the moral victories within the game and just say you lost another game you led in the third period? Well, that would be a very short show. I mean, I don't really think that's analysis. That's just saying what happened. Um, like, you could just look at the box score and do that. You look for you look for what went right and what went wrong and try to solve it. Like, that's, that's what analysis is. Possible supplemental discipline on that Limblom hit? I'd be shocked. I didn't think it was a dirty hit. Maybe he came up a little high. It looked like, you know, a little late. It was, it was a hit. This is hockey. It's a contact sport. I didn't see anything wrong with it. Like, I think the two the two blatant punches, uh, gloved punches, like, again, I thought that was a match penalty. I was, I was there. I was in the press box. Wayne Simmons gets cross-checked in the head by Ryan McDonough, comes up and drops him with a glove punch, and he gets a match penalty. Was almost suspended for it. I, I, I just thought that was the rule. I guess, it's, I guess it's not anymore. They must have changed it. I missed it. Do you think the Flyers went after someone like... Do you wish the Flyers went after someone like Hoffman to Foley or Duclair, you know, guys that actually shoot? I, and where would... I, yeah, it would be nice to have one of those. Uh, to Foley, sure. I don't know about Hoffman. Um, Josh Anderson's looking good. Uh, but I, end of the day, I'm, it, the forwards aren't w what's going it, to... It's, it's a mindset. They're going to score enough goals, I think. Uh, this is just kind of... It's an annoyance right now. But they just need to do other... Th they need to create more chances for themselves than they have these last couple games. Um, yeah, they've been in positions where they could shoot and went on for a lot of this show about how they need to shoot more. But I, would their record be different with any of those guys? I don't know. I missed the day of LeClaire just ripping it every time he entered the zone. Oh, man. 
fucking wood stick ripper over the blue line and just letting it go. Ah, oh, that was hockey, baby. That big ass just laying into the puck. Like, you talk about a guy who wasn't afraid to bruise the puck. Whew. I like the idea of teams retaining a power play if the penalty shot misses. Let there be a good change in hockey for once. I... I wonder... Maybe not retain the power play, but I wonder if you could take the... If you could make the choice. Um, but would coaches elect to take the opportunity away from the guy? And, like, I saw Jim, like... You know. If Farabee scores there, do we care? Like, if that's the rule. Like, I, I've, I saw Jim Dowd scoring a penalty shot. I've seen Giroux stopped on them. So, like, how, how do you make the decision? I think penalty shots are just tough. I think it's really hard to score. I think it's really hard to score in this league. Connor McDavid notwithstanding. <laughs> If they can't beat Boston anyway, let Moran off the leash to wreak havoc for a game. I gotta tell you, the civilized uh, adult side of me is like, or they should just try to win. And putting Moran in the lineup is kind of hurting you in that regard. But also, that'd be a lot of fun. I wouldn't hate watching it. So glad we don't play the Leafs and have Simmons truck us. I couldn't... Man, that could be the Eastern Conference or whatever the hell you want to call it. Final four matchup. Um, could see him in that third round of the playoffs. Did it look like the fourth line couldn't get that cycle game going and seemed to consistently get two men caught deep? Yeah, they weren't... Um, and this here's the thing. like we, We've talked about the fourth line and how... For a lot of this season, they've looked really good. But it's still a fourth line. It's a good fourth line with Bunneman or with uh, or with Lawton. It's a good fourth line. But it's a fourth line. They're not going to be consistently good. And they've been pretty damn good all year, but I noticed the same thing tonight. Like, oh, you know who hasn't really put a mark on this game? Those guys. But at the same time... If we're looking for them to put a mark on the game, chances are no one else has yet, you know, and that's kind of on everyone else. I despise every Boston team. Makes this even worse. I have a love-hate thing with Boston. Um, one, they're not New York, and that's cool. Uh, they just went on this ridiculous run from, you know, from the first Patriots Super Bowl in, what was that, the 01 football season. I guess it happened in 02. Um, through their last fucking Super Bowl, <laughs> you know, and they had an NBA title, uh, one or two cups in there. Obviously, the Red Sox, what they have, three World Series in there. Um, yeah, it sucks because why can't that happen to us? Why can't we just have that run? Um, but I, I feel like a kinship with them as fans because they are real fans, and uh, to me. There's only three sports cities in the world, and it's, it's or in the U.S. I don't know what the fuck goes on in Europe with soccer and all that shit. They seem like they're pretty into it, <laughs> so who am I to judge? But, like, in the U.S., if you're not Philly, New York, or Boston, you ain't shit. And New York, like, they have so many teams to choose from, it's like, what are you doing? You're not even, like, you have Jets fans too? What's the matter with you? So, like, it's Philly and Boston are the two realest sports cities to me. I want to beat them. And, like, that's what made the Super Bowl so much fun, right? Like, we beat them. I remember when the Phillies uh, in 08 were waiting for the ALCS to end to see who they would play in the World Series. And they asked Charlie Manuel, um, like, who do you want? And any, any random coach, manager, whoever would be like, oh, yeah, we'll play the team that wins. We'll, you know, the team that wins is the team that deserves it. And Charlie went, I want the nation. I want, I want Boston. And it was like, yes, that's exactly how I feel. Now, you know, they ended up playing Tampa and they won. Happy about that. But I vote, like, I want Boston. That's who I want to beat. 
Ghost is also making a case to stay on the top D-line. He had a good game tonight. Oh, yeah. I th- Listen, he was bad the other night, but his mistakes are just so obvious. Like, he looks like a disaster when it doesn't go well. And he can lose you a game, absolutely. But he can also win you a game. Uh, and he's capable of playing these top four minutes. He has that potential. So... I want to see where this goes. I want to see how he ends up. Gostas Bear, to me, is one of the most intriguing storylines of this season uh, to see what direction his career is really going to go in from here. Ghost should be the power play quarterback, no doubt. Um, I I would like for him to be the lone defenseman on power play, too, unless they wanted to get Sandheim involved out there, but... Uh, right now, it's I think it's a good it's a good way to get the most out of Eric Gustafson, and he looks just m- the most under control in that position. So I like him. Love some wrench. Oh, good call. I could take a sip. It was my plan to do like twenty five minutes tonight, and here we are at the forty five minute mark. I uh, Friday night. We're gonna wrap up soon though. Scroll down, get some of the more recent comments. Uh, This team adds a top four D-man and a sniper, and they are on the hunt come playoff time. I don't even, like, to me it's not even about a sniper. If the offense is healthy, now if they continue to have health issues and they can go out and, and if if you can get a top end forward of any kind, you do it. Um, but I, I think it's more about a top four defenseman and just finding some chemistry, finding some consistency with the forwards they have. Love the forward group they have. Come playoff time, like, I still, looking around the league, there's only a couple of teams in each division that are really good, and there's only a f- handful of teams I think are absolutely better than the Flyers. Colorado, Vegas, Tampa, and I guess we have to put Boston in that category, even though I don't believe it, but they're not able to beat them this year, so, like, Boston tentatively. Outside of that, like, I, you know, Toronto's skilled, but I think the Flyers could score with them. Um, I, I don't, I think it's only the upper echelon teams that are definitely better than the Flyers, and since... You know, we won't play any of those other teams except for Boston this year. It's going to be hard to find out how they actually match up until maybe they run into them in, you know, the third or fourth round of the playoffs. And if they're in those rounds, I'm happy. I'll want them to win them, and I'll be screaming and yelling if they don't on this show, but I'll be happy. Penalty kill looked good. It did. Um, that's It's... Nice to see that come around. I thought I thought Justin Braun had his legs under him. Um, maybe the best he has had all season? Not saying much. Like, if he had his skates on the right feet, it would be like, oh, wow, yeah, Justin Braun looked good tonight. But I thought he looked more like himself. Uh, himself from last season than he's looked all year. I think as this season goes on, the Flyers need to get more physical when you play the same team 68 times, and then playoffs, you need to start dropping bodies. Oh, I agree. I think like it's not about bringing enforcers into the lineup. It's about everybody, everybody deciding that they're going to play a more physical game. I thought um, it was early on, puck goes into a corner, Nolan Patrick has a dude lined up, Guy gets the puck away. It's still well within the, um, well within a legal body check timing wise as the puck's leaving that he could have lined this dude up. And, uh, he just, you know, made the turn, went back the other way. Sure, you want to get back on D. You don't want to get caught deep. Puck's leaving. But every now and then, fucking plaster somebody into the glass, man. Like, Make them pay for making the pass. They made the pass either way. You can hit them or not. And, you know, there's and there's a fine line. Like, I don't love... And Robert Haig actually had a couple of hits tonight that, like, I saw and were real hits, not bumping into somebody. But there's always, like, you know, the Robert Haig or Luke Shen was the king of this. Like, 
dude gets rid of the puck and two and a half seconds later you hit him, you did nothing but take yourself out of the play. There's always that fine line, but when it is just finishing a check, please fucking finish it. Like, lay someone out every now and then. Love the officials looking like buffoons for a spell there tonight. Makes me feel better about hating them. I know every fan base complains about the officials, so it was nice to see them look as bad as I always knew they were. That's the, oh, like, that's the... I never think the officials are out to get the Flyers because, like, you'd have to be competent to pull something like that off. And the, the, the officials are just incompetent, and tonight I thought, like, it it went against the Flyers tonight. Like, last game, some people were complaining about the calls at the end of the game against the Flyers. I thought they committed three penalties and deserved them to be called. Uh, but tonight, yeah, like, not knowing who comes out of the box when, calling Farabee on that nonsense trip, uh, letting dudes just get away with punching people in the head, uh, like, uh, the officiating was atrocious tonight. Again, not why they lost. It's more of a general complaint. The officiating is atrocious uh, in the league every game all year. Um, it's a very hard job. I think it's bad because it's very hard to do. I think more, more players who could have a... like It needs to be a more enticing job for guys who maybe are hanging on in the ECHL or like, yeah, I could play overseas and extend my career. Like a lot of it is, I think in every sport, like these dudes are too fucking old. Like you have some of the best conditioned, the game has never been faster. The players have never been in better condition. And you just have like these old dudes out there. Like, I, I think it needs to be a more enticing job for like a, a college guy who ain't going to make it. Like, you played four years in the NCAA, maybe you're an AHL player. Or you could go to the show and be an official. All right. Let's wrap it up here. Uh, we're in the 51-minute mark. It's Friday night. I got some beers to drink, and I can't drink them nearly fast enough while I'm talking to you guys because I enjoy it so much. So that is all the time I have for you on the BSH Radio Twitch postgame. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content delivered to you daily. It's as simple as that. All right, that's it. Uh, hopefully they come back and win. I will be here uh, for that matinee game on Super Bowl Sunday. I will be good and hungover, but I will be here for you. You're welcome. All right, have a great weekend, everybody.